This is WWE Hall of Famer Tito Santana, and you are listening to WNS Podcast. Arriba! You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I'm Doug. Ryan. And we welcome you to episode 174 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. I don't know. I don't know how much part. Stitcher Beyond Pod and Player.fm. Search WNS Podcast. Wrestling uh, News Source Podcast. Yeah, Wrestling News Source Podcast yeah. on Twitter. The main site's at WN Source. We are at WNS Podcast. Tyler is at Tyler underscore Aber. He's not here. He doesn't get the plug. So uh, Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. Mm-hmm. Did I say Tyler's right? I said it out of order. Tyler underscore Aber. Yeah. I'm WNS underscore Daniel. Daniel. Brian, plug your Twitter. I am King Scorpio 11. Yeah. Good stuff. I think I started the ball. And Doug, of course, is. I still don't have one. Okay. All right. He had Twitter before we had Twitter, so that makes it. He had it before it was cool. <laughs> hey, look! I promise I'll have Twitter next week. <laughs> next week? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying yeah. my promises. I'm not going to keep. So, welcome to the show. Um, don't have as much to talk about this week as we have in in weeks past. Um, we'll start things off. Normally, we dive into feedback at this point at this portion portion of the show, um, but a, a lot of the comments disappeared that we had on uh, on our YouTube page and. Didn't really see a whole lot of, uh, you know, feedback on our Facebook page. We know that we had comments on yes. on um, YouTube. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they've been disappearing lately. We're not exactly sure what the problem is. I thought it was maybe just our cell phones, but we checked on the desktop. Same yeah. problem. So something. I blame the authority. I think they say it's good for business to erase y'all comments, you know. Those so. assholes. <laughs> How, why would they do such a thing? But we know they were there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't quite remember them. So we are sorry if you did post to us on YouTube, mm-hmm. but uh, we don't have them anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, what can you really do? Uh, you just have to go with what you have. Um, not going to be any Total Divas talk this week, unfortunately. No, I missed. I've had um, a heck of a week. I missed Total Divas and I missed Raw. Tyler is out this week, as you can tell, and Ryan is stepping in. To help uh, pick up the slack that myself and Tyler have caused <laughs> so that Daniel wasn't just talking to himself. So you'll have Daniel and Ryan. Because if uh, you've heard me talk about Legends House, you know I can't carry a segment by myself. <laughs> That's not what I was saying. I'm just saying so that you didn't That's have to. That's what I'm saying. Well, and uh, so, yeah, we're just big ups to Ryan for stepping in for us. Um, yes. Sorry we missed yeah. the feedback. Uh it's an off week for us, obviously, mm-hmm. and we'll hopefully be back in form next week. It's an off week because the pay-per-view was off, Raw was off. It was just a very, it's been a very odd week, I would think. I agree. Um, so, I mean, we'll dive right into to Extreme Rules. Fortunately, all of us got to see Extreme Rules. Um, you know, this, this pay-per-view definitely had some hits and misses. Um, but we kick things off with the kickoff show. Uh, El Torito going up against Hornswoggle in a Wii LC match. Um, this one was this was strictly for entertainment purposes. Yeah. This wasn't, you know, 
yeah, they they had some they had some good spots, but it was mostly you know for their own amusement, I would think. Yeah, this uh, I, guess, I guess get the, the crowd hot, but it was a comedy kind of you know stage, mm-hmm. so I guess everybody you know start laughing. The kids got into it. Yeah, Channing, this is awesome. Doug, what did you think about WLC? Yeah, I might as well chip in while I still can. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, while we have you here, look, the WWE is not going to win any any awards for political correctness anytime soon, as no. we all know. Um, if you could get back, if you could get past the um, insensitivity towards the little people in this, then you then you would probably find that it was a really fun match. Yeah, with uh, all the guys worked really hard and they had some cool spots and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, if you couldn't get past the insensitivity, then you're probably just like appalled, I guess. I don't know. And I know that it was <clears throat> mentioned, you know, there's, there's no confirmation to this, but that it was, uh, mostly Vince's idea and that he thought it was just hilarious. Well, God the, bless the, the well, God bless those dudes for going out there and having a good sense of humor about mm-hmm. themselves. Um, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of people couldn't or wouldn't do that. And, uh, maybe, maybe those guys were just cool with it. Maybe those guys needed the money, whatever. I mean, I, I don't judge either way. God bless them for, you know, like being down or whatever. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know. I can imagine. I'm, I'm sure there are some. I, I'm saying little people, like, to my awareness, that is the most uh, desired term. Right. But uh, so I'm sure there are people out there who, like, it wasn't just that they used the psychology of those guys being littler or small. There's not a word. Uh, <laughs> smaller than some of the other guys in the match. It was mm-hmm. like they had. They had like miniature tables and miniature yeah. ladders, and yeah. you know, I mean, like if you could it get was past, stick. right? It was a lot of shtick. If you could get past that, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, if you couldn't get past it, I don't blame you either. But yeah. uh, I thought it was fine, a lot of fun. Yeah, very entertaining. <clears throat> um, you know, they had the the suicide dive that was that Hornswoggle was going to try and do, and couldn't clear the rope, and so you I know, that was hilarious. Yeah. There were some like, cool spots, man. Yeah. yeah, and the you know falling through the tables and the ladders and all that uh there towards the end you know they had some really good spots and it, it got the crowd into it that's for sure um even so. the dudes who it wasn't their match technically worked really hard in this mm-hmm. taking big bumps and stuff yeah. yeah and i mean they went all out they had the the mini commentary booth with the commentary team and the you know like you said the Announcers, miniature ladders yeah. and all that and the referee mm. you know so i mean at least they went all out for it you know um but it was it was entertaining. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, actually, I was looking forward to it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, it was yeah. it was actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a pretty good matchup. And uh, but El Torito ended up getting the victory on that one. So uh, so not too bad. But the uh, the first matchup of Extreme Rules got to see a triple threat elimination match: Cesaro going up against RVD and Jack Swagger. Um, this uh you know, at first it was just going to be a triple threat but then they added the elimination style uh which i liked yeah. um you know and then once you found out oh it's going to be elimination you can kind of already pick the process of who's going first and stuff yeah. like that seemed like they the the announcers temporarily forgot that it was an elimination match because uh you know swagger gets pinned and they say three and uh you know, they're all like, did he get him? Did he get him? Is, is that the end of the match? You know, I think even the ref, I think there was a bit of confusion by everyone. Yeah. Or at least the announce team and the um, the ref. Yeah. Just uh, temporary, you know, forgetfulness, which happens from time to time. So, you know, nothing bad. But, uh, but yeah, Cesaro ends up getting the victory. What did, what did you guys think about the matchup? I thought it was good. 
Yeah. I mean, you got, you know, Cesaro who's up and coming, mm-hmm. working uh, and uh, RVD working with these guys, you know. RVD always put a good match. I just hope Swagger, well, he always been falling down since, you know. Well, I think, even though he had, like, that crime, whatever, not, well, the weed case, whatever he caught, uh, I guess he been, I guess they booked him with Cesaro to kind of keep him in that, even the pitcher. I just hope he yeah. don't fall back down the ladder, basically, I'm trying to say, you know, with yeah. the whole, I guess, no longer the, uh, Americans, okay. the real Americans. <laughs> the real Americans. He's, yeah, he's still the real American, but uh, yeah, and it looks like uh, they're going to be having swagger feud with uh, with Adam Rose here. Yeah, um, which is an odd combination, but hey, you know, whatever. Um, but um, I don't know something about RVD. Like, I feel like he hasn't had a solid match since he's returned. Uh, you know, he comes in, he does his his normal spots, he does the the chant for the crowd. Um, I thought this was a good match. It, it, you know, it wasn't anything that, you know, supremely wowed me. Yeah. Um, I, I was a bit worried there for RVD whenever he got the the cut over his oh, eye, yeah. just because it was, you know, you look at it later on down the down the line, and you know, it was, you know, millimeter, you know, <laughs> mill, whatever. It was, you know, very close to his eye. That right. could have been some serious damage, but uh, he got lucky, and it was just a cut and some bruises. Um, but Doug, what do you think about the matchup? I really liked it a lot. I thought they overperformed what I was expecting out of them. I mean, um, Cesaro's awesome, so you kind of expect him to do his part. But I've, um, I think Swagger's okay, maybe even like a little under undervalued, but okay. And uh, I'm pretty cold on uh, RVD as of late. And uh, I don't know. I just thought it was like, like pretty fun. I mean, I just think they, for my expectations, they outperformed what I expected out of them. Okay. But uh, yeah, Cesaro does up end up getting the victory. Swagger got eliminated first, then uh, then RVD ended up getting the victory. I like the little spot where uh, where Cesaro did the superplex to Swagger, oh, yeah. and then uh, RVD capitalized with the with the five star splash. Uh, so that was a nice little uh, little touch. Um, but Michael Elgin's like, "You fucking asshole!" So. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, the next matchup we got to see uh, Rusev or Alexander Rusev, depending on what they're going with per week. Um, Rusev going up against Xavier Woods and R Truth, and you know this was the uh, probably the most predictable match of the night. Um, Rusev just goes in and destroys Woods and Truth. Yeah, and we got to see Lana for a little bit, so Ooh. that's always a good thing. Yeah, she's got some good legs. Oh, dude, I think she's like the new Stacy Keebler. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It was really funny as. Um, you can tell she's kind of into how into the crowd. Into <laughs> she's start, yeah, she's starting to realize. Okay, they're they're getting into me. Uh, I'll tease them a little bit. You know, pacing back and forth yeah. on the ramp and all that. I'm like, what's up? You like my heels? You know. Um, but uh, but it's really funny because uh, you know I've been trying to use the Twitter account a little bit more and get out there. And you know, every time I make a comment about Lana at WNS podcast, at WNS podcast yes. Uh, every time I try and make a comment about Lana, you know, and complimenting her legs and mm-hmm. you know her her build and stuff like that, there's a Twitter handle out there that favors it, and they're only following one person. It's not us. It's they're following Lana. It is at Lana's WWE's legs. So it's are you hashtagging something that they're able to find us from, or are they just like scouring the internet looking for people talking about Lana's legs? I guess probably the latter because I'm not. No I'm hashtags. Not, no. I mean, I did the Extreme Rules WWE. Okay. But nothing. Well, maybe that's how they're finding Yeah, they're probably just scrolling. Okay, right. who's doing it? Who's doing it? Oh, there's one. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, they've done it about three or four times now. So, uh, hey, uh, if you're 
<laughs> if you're at a lot of WWE's legs, just go ahead and follow us, bro. Daniel's going to keep talking about him. I am. And uh, and I also found out one one uh, Twitter handle that's following them is uh, Paige's Ass. All right. So people who are a fan of Paige, <laughs> you can go and check that out. And See, I, I knew there was like this this whole thing about people like role-playing on Twitter, but I didn't know there was like role-playing for body parts on Twitter. So. I'm, well, like I'm sure there was one for Cody's mustache. You know, during the height of its popularity, and you're like, hey, did you see me on SmackDown this week? So, yeah, people, <laughs> the internet is a strange, strange place. Um, <laughs> what, what did you look at the tweets of the the legs account? Like, what do they tweet about? Uh, it's a it's a lot of retweets about is it, Lana. Um, is it them referencing them itself, like in third person, or is it someone tweeting about them? Like, is it tweeting as if it's... It's, it's tweeting it, about. It's not okay. like the legs are sending out tweets, because <laughs> okay. that would be insanely it'd be, weird. It'd be more awesome if it was the legs <laughs> sending out tweets. I'm in fishnets today. Yeah. It feels real good going back and forth. If, the, if they start tweeting as the legs, we will follow them. If you're listening, right. you got to start role-playing as the legs, or, yes. or we'll follow you. Uh, but it was like, you know, she appeared on Extreme Rules, and they, they sent out a tweet that said, there she is! Or instead of, hey, what do you think of my outfit? You know, Here we are. Yeah, here we are at Extreme Rules. So, uh, but yeah, it's just a cheap little plug for you guys. Uh, <laughs> right on. Keep up what you're doing. Do they need it. They have more followers than we do. Yeah, <laughs> they've got like 600. Of course they do. So, but that's okay. Um, it's getting us exposure for every time they oh, yeah. you know, retweet, retweet, or follow, favorite, or something like that. So. I don't think favorite shows up in the stream. No, you have to go to there their particular page but anywho uh rusev ends up defeating uh r-truth and xavier woods rusev crush crush yes orange crush so um but yeah uh any thoughts about the matchup i know after the match uh rusev did that throw over with uh xavier but, oh uh, he did hit that one like re release northern light suplex on the floor that was pretty badass yeah other than that i just don't like i just don't dig the dynamics of the Baby faces in a handicap match where they have the numbers advantage. Mm -hmm. Does it make any sense to me? Yeah, and didn't they didn't they try to attack first? <gasps> yeah, uh, like Rusev came out second, and oh no no no, I forgot. Our uh, truth came out and was singing. It was time to scrap. Oh, I popped for that. He's like, it ain't time. To, it, there ain't no time for <laughs> rapping. It's time for scrapping. <laughs> I popped for that one. I was like, fuck yeah, our truth. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Rusev does end up getting the victory. Which takes us into the. Uh, uh, a backstage promo f featuring Evolution and uh, Renee Young, and <laughs> Batista's getting a little close to Renee. I don't, I don't know if they were just saying, "Hey, y'all need to be close so y'all can get on the screen together." Or yeah, that's beyond close. Going. Yeah, that's he, beyond he was close. all like, "Hey, his package had to be pressing on the back of her ass." <laughs> and I'm not even just trying to be all foul about it. I'm just no, saying he was, was literally that close he to was her, sniffing her hair. Or something. I learned this from Ric Flair. <laughs> but uh, she was definitely giving a very odd look there towards the end. Like, okay, this is a bit awkward, and someone's poking me. Yeah, here. someone's poking me. Could like to get out of here. So. And they had that weird laugh at the end. They're like, uh. <laughs> 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 they knew about it already. Did you uh, uh, did you happen to see the the raw fallout uh, for this week? No, actually, no. I didn't. Uh, there was a backstage segment where Renee was trying to interview Evolution, and uh, you know she goes from person to person, and then she gets to Batista, and Batista is like staring, like, "What am I supposed to say? Um, deal with it." And that's it. And he's just, uh, "Evolution evolved. Deal with it." Yeah, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So very weird. But uh, that takes us into the uh, the next matchup. Bad news, Barrett, going up against Big E for the Intercontinental Championship. God save our queen. <laughs> I really like that thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's much more fitting than some of the previous ones that he's had. So. Only one I like with the Nexus. That's yeah, about it. <laughs> boom. So, uh, and I like that they're giving him pyro. That's pretty cool yeah. too. Um, but the uh, Intercontinental Championship on the line. Bad News Barrett going up against Big E. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. That reminds me. Oh. No. Well, the God Save the Queen reminds me of Sex Pistols and like I'll meant to order. Like the um, I guess cheap. I guess cheap. Like they're already giving shirts out all week for the uh, all every week for the listeners. So big ups to them anyway. But uh, I meant to plug or not plug. I meant to buy that uh, the newest Top Rope Tuesday shirt has like um, it's like a not a, it's like an homage to the Sex Pistols "God Save the Queen," but it's like oh, God, Jerry the King. It's Lola. like "God Save the King of Memphis," and I yeah. fucking meant to buy it. I forgot. I think it's gone now. Well, maybe we can. Uh, yeah, maybe talk to our buddies from Top Rope Tuesday about. Why don't you shoot them an email and see, see if I can yeah. get one of them? See if they have any uh, any others. Send some yeah. in the back, yeah. So, uh, really cool. Um, but, yeah, so, um, you know, Bad News Barrett going up against Big E. I thought this was actually a uh, a pretty strong matchup. Yeah, it was. Um, I think yeah. it had to be because I, I didn't know uh, Big E had the title for six months back in November. You know, that's pretty long, you know, to yeah. say, you know, I think – all the champions, everybody been having a belt for more than three months, and you know he's one of them. Yeah, I know. I, I kind of figured he was gonna lose, but you know it, it was a real good match. You know he he didn't mm-hmm. like there was some fluke win. You know, and it just and it seemed like the crowd kind of turned on Big E. I I think it's yeah. just been you know we haven't seen him do much lately, mm-hmm. um, and so hopefully I hope they're. What you are know, you talking about? He's been watching that tournament <laughs> at that monitor for like weeks. I know. Yeah, he's been uh, focusing on here, uh, and you know he's he did. You know what he did to Titus O'Neil on SmackDown, where he went out and just destroyed him after after the matchup. Um, but yeah, I felt that it was a pretty strong match. How about you, Doug? I thought it was fine. Yeah, uh, I don't really have, feel the need to shit on it, but I don't necessarily <laughs> feel the need to praise it either. Okay, but um, but bad news, Barrett does end up getting getting the victory, becoming the new Intercontinental Champion. Um, so hopefully they'll have something to do with him. In the uh, in the coming months, this time around, <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, it, it's just bad to see what what happened to Big E because you know, like we said, he didn't get to do a whole lot with yeah. during his reign. Um, you know, it started it started very strong and yeah. then it just quickly just Throw died out. So. I think a lot of new guys came in and kind of mm-hmm. like they it's, didn't forget about him, but it's like at the same time, it, it's just like they want to focus on more of these guys. It's like he already yeah. had a title. It's like, well, he's already the champion. Let's f- focus more on him. And then they'll guys. bring back Batista and RVD right. and, you know, all these people were – it's getting very crowded. So, uh, but, yeah, next up we got to see definitely the match of the night. Um, Shield going up against Evolution, six-man tag match. Just really good spots, a lot of energy in the crowd. Um a lot of spots in the crowd. Uh, you know, they... Seth Rollins almost broke his neck again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Landed, like, <laughs> neck on the... I don't know. It was crazy. And that was that was before the dive off the top. So Tyler like, and I literally jumped out of our seats and we're like, he's fucking dead. He's literally <laughs> dead because we're like, they did you... They killed him. They killed him. As God is my witness, his neck is broken in half. So. <laughs> We, I, I would watched that replay quite a number of times. I would have put, I would have put money down that he was dead because he landed like neck into the barricade. Mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness! Yeah. Like, how do you? Ah, uh, 
just uh painful that's fake yeah still real to me damn it yeah show them that stuff <laughs> like okay now i want you to do that all right show me how fake it is so um but yeah so thoughts on the matchup it's fucking dope yeah yeah cool uh <laughs> you know, i mean it wasn't <laughs> who would have words you know the damn good six-man tag yeah um it was a good showcase for all um you know everyone got to be involved in it you know it didn't feel like, oh man, we didn't get to see very much of you know Seth Rollins. Oh man, we didn't get to see oh, yeah. very much of Batista. You know, everyone got their time to shine, and uh, you know, like I said, some really good spots. Um, and they have it down; they know how to work three mans. Yeah, they're maybe possibly because they're only one of two teams who gets to do it regularly, but mm-hmm. they they know exactly how to pull that ma- that type of match off. Exactly, they've you know it's of of all the people in the last you know year and six months or however long shield has been here they have progressively just been on top of their game yeah uh you know you you've very rarely seen a bad match come from these three guys um and you're seeing match of the night match of the year candidates whenever they wrestle together yeah so you know sky's the limit for these guys and uh it was good to see uh evolution give them the the rub over you yeah know, uh, but Shield does end up getting the victory. Very good stuff. So uh, next up, we got to see. Or was there anything else I wanted to add to it? No, it was dope. There's not a lot to say other than it was dope. Cool. So uh, next up, we got to see Bray Wyatt going up against John Cena in a steel cage match. Um, and they did make note during or before the match that you know ways you could win: pinfall, submission, or escaping the cage. Apparently, Wyatt and Cena forgot the pinfall or submission option because they were only trying to escape out of the cage, yeah. which I felt was very strange. Um, you know, this is John Cena. They even, they even talked about it. He's the last line of defense from keeping Bray Wyatt's message from spreading to the people. So why is he trying to escape the cage? Why isn't he trying to beat Wyatt down? Yeah. You know, pin him in the middle of that ring you know, stop the message. Instead, it's, oh, I'm going to try and just escape. That was like the whole reason for it. That he's the one who said in the steel cage match, yeah. you know, just one-on-one, me and you. It's yeah. Like, I'm going to leave the cage now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to get out of here. Uh-oh. You know, there's Harper and Rowan. Yeah. Better try and fight them off instead of just fighting Wyatt and getting a pin, but... I like the spot where I think was it Harper who uh, when Cena was about to jump out he like climbed the one like climbed the fence and like got on the shoulder and like yes. pushed him back over. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, my God, how many times did they have to climb those that <laughs> yeah. cage, oh, man? Um, they made them holes bigger. If you look, like they can actually put their foot in it, just about like it's about wide like that, where like the yeah, tip, the, the tip of your foot can actually get a grip and kind of climb. That's probably a good idea. It's a new cage; you can tell like mm-hmm. how it's portioned off. And what's really cool is that you know they were showing uh, Extreme Rules 2013, and uh, and. You know, you got to see the Triple H versus Brock Lesnar cage match. Yeah. And they actually made the mention that that was the debut of that new cage. Okay. So, uh, so there's just a tidbit of fun fact for y'all. It's now one been one year since we got the new cage. So interesting stuff. But, uh, but Doug, what do you think about this uh, steel cage match? Uh, I didn't like it. I wasn't into the story they were trying to tell. Um, you mentioned about Cena trying to run instead of fight him in the cage i agree like as a rule i don't like i don't like baby faces to try and escape the cage as a rule i want my baby faces to stay and fight that's why you're in the cage in the first place 
Uh, I think Hills try to escape. I think Babyface is good for the pinfall in that situation. Um, but even on top of that, I didn't like how they were. I didn't like the psychology of like Cena trying to escape only to see like, like Harper or Rowan in a corner and then like cower down from like trying to escape. Like just fall on him and fight him. Then. Yeah. Fuck, just jump off and fight the dude or whatever. I mean, if you're if you guys have if your feud is heated enough or important enough to be in a cage, then throw fucking hands with these dudes. Don't be running, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I just, as a rule, I hate baby faces who try to escape. Like, I think baby faces go for the pinfall. I think heels are the coward and they try to escape. Yeah. That's just the psychology I want in that situation. Mm-hmm. It's like you would think that, you know, the psychology of it is Wyatt trying to escape the cage to spread his message. Right. And so there's John Cena standing at the door trying to prevent him, doing whatever he can to keep him from getting out, not trying to escape yourself. Like, yeah, I mean, just, they even use that not-so-subtle metaphor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and where was the whole, you know, Bray Wyatt trying to expose John Cena for what he is and the monster? I think right. that, that got uh, lost in the shuffle, too. Like, that would have been a prime, prime place for, you know, Cena to kind of just let loose a little bit and saying, hey, I, I did what I had to do to stop Bray Wyatt. You know, it felt like the the whole thing is like it felt like they threw out the the story they needed to tell in mm-hmm. favor of using the little kid, yeah, who everyone thought was really cool and raw, but doesn't really have a lot of legs to it. There's not a lot you can do with that, right? Right. So I think they're just like, oh, well, people really like this, so let's use it again. I was like, well, now just tell the fucking story you know you should be telling instead yep. of using that. Yep. Yep. They just thought it was creepy, you know, with all the kids and like, oh wow, you know, maybe we had this one child and you had know, to do it to make it even more. Well, I, I liked it. I liked the kids like yeah. on Raw, but I thought it was a bit hokey to to do the the, the weird demon voice out of the kid. Yeah. <clears throat> he and he's a kid, so I hate to be like critiquing the kid, but he like screw you, little kid. Yeah, I mean, learn how to sing better. Well, no, he was like not he, what he was mouthing wasn't like synced up to what they were. No, like, it was. was what it, what it, How would I the, saw? the microphone was I think they changed it the voice it was his voice yeah. they just uh, whatever distort the voice you could even hear the crowd had a lower you know I don't know um, it, it felt like off to me it's like you know how they have those little toy megaphones where you can have the alien voice and the robot voice and the you know stuff like that it essentially that's what so they are did. we supposed to believe that a demon has inhabited that kid <sighs> well let me ask you this about bray wyatt is is bray wyatt a new gimmick or are we supposed to believe that a demon has inherited husky harris and now he's bray wyatt? <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna he's gonna get hit so hard that he wakes up what the hell why is my hair well, well even if last even, i remember i was in nexus <laughs> well like even take or leave husky harris we're supposed to believe that bray wyatt is like a dude like inhabited by like a dark power or something yeah, right some sort of voodoo so i mean so do you think that out of the kid then i mean that's what we're supposed to get out of the kid see i thought they was, was a, t- bring a kid in it would be like sister abigail to tell like you know she's alive blah 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 some type of demon or whatever but they brought in like a little kid you know i, I understand they would have brought the kid in but i thought it'd like say it'd be his sister not just that's what i thought because um when they had like the whole choir out on raw mm-hmm. i heard one voice originally i mm-hmm. guess it I thought, okay, it's the girl. And it sounded like a feminine voice to me, so I was like, yeah. that's the sister. Yeah. But I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, my interpretation of it is the kids are the metaphor for, you know, the kids who are supporters of John Cena. And so he's saying, if I can get these, you know, if, so Wyatt's trying to say, if I can get these kids to turn on you, then I can get them all. And so it was just, I, I don't know. The whole demonic voice just 
did not work for me. Well, see, I think I thought it worked when the kids just sounded like little kids. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's more creepy. Yeah, and I guess they were trying to just go even creepier, but it just right. it didn't work. It came for off me. pretty hooky. Yeah, and then you know. John Cena has the "Oh my God, what's wrong with your voice?" kind of look. He's got to try to sell it if they're going to yeah. go that far. I mean, yeah, but it's he should have hit the kid, bound and round the cage. Fuck you! You're not wearing my merch. <laughs> Kick that fucking demon out of me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, exercise the demon out of you. So, uh, with a little attitude adjustment. Uh, but yeah, so Bray Wyatt ends up getting the victory, and he hugs the child, and. You walk off holding hands. Holding hands, yeah. <laughs> Very weird stuff. We're off to see the wizard. The one of the wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just uh, so much miscommunication, I think. I think, you know, they went with, like Doug said, you know, the creepy kids singing worked mm. on Raw. And so they're like, well, screw whatever we were going to do. Let's just do that again. But let's twist it up a little bit. And it didn't well, work. Well, I don't know for a fact that they changed their plans. It just feels right, like, but it, that's what it feels, it feels like. like that. Yeah, right. And it's just it seems like they do that a lot, though. It's like, okay, it's getting good, then it's like it's an alternate, like something this. Yeah. Changed, like, well, that's not the mm-hmm. what y'all was going with, it, you know, originally. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, this one thing got people talking, so let's just bury it in the ground. So whatever. So uh, it happens. But the uh, next matchup, we got to see Paige going up against Tamina Snuka for the Divas Championship. Um, you know, haven't seen a whole lot of Tamina lately. Haven't seen any confrontation between these two. Yeah. Um, entertaining matchup. Um, I think it was like a five-minute match. So, you know, they had some cool spots where Tamina, you know, threw Paige into the barricade and, and all that. But uh, other than that, it was kind of just, hey, here's the cool-down match before the main event. Yeah, it was- um, I don't know. I, I thought it could use somebody else. I mean, Tamina. I think she she is ready to you know for a championship match. She's been mm-hmm. there long enough, just like any other diva. But uh, I don't know. I I knew she wasn't gonna win, but I was kind of hoping like this win. You know, see this to do. Yeah. Like, but Paige is new. I like Paige. Uh, you know, yeah. and I, I wouldn't want to see her lose. But I was kind of like I don't know. I just had like Tamina to come in just to be that dominant like Beth Phoenix was. And, and they could also over. go with uh, you know Tamina gets the title. And then AJ returns and says, "Well, hey, I didn't even get my my rematch. Triple so what, yeah, so what the hell? Uh, you know, because they have the talent now. I believe you know to you know to have good diva matches now. Yeah, so they just gotta give them a chance now. Yeah. But uh, give them some good storylines. Yeah. So um, and less acting, please. Yeah. But we'll dive on that in a little bit later. But uh, but Paige ends up getting the victory. Doug, what do you think about the matchup? I mean, I'm about the same as you. I mean, you pretty yeah. much said it. It was a Perfectly solid cooldown match before the main event. Good stuff. So that takes us into the main event. Daniel Bryan going up against Kane in an Extreme Rules matchup. Uh, and this one went all over the place. Backstage, they used a forklift, a fire extinguisher, flaming tables, kendo sticks galore. Uh, just, you know, all kinds of chaos. Very good match. I th- you know, I, I like the, the Extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, not match of the year, but I thought they told a good story. Yeah, especially the forklift. I know they did it before, <laughs> but I thought that was pretty cool. They had him on a forklift, and how did where did he get his license from? Where did he yeah. go? That was pretty. It's cool. kind of a, kind of a bummer that Tyler's not here. Today. I know because as soon as he got on it, Tyler started fucking going off. About, <laughs> about he was like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> and then he, then he started like critiquing him as he was doing it. Okay, yeah, you don't want to get it too high because then you can't see. He's like, "Yeah, you want to pick it up just a little bit more, and you want to tilt it so that it doesn't." Uh, <laughs> I've seen him tilt before. That was new to me. I ain't never seen like a forklift mm-hmm. go up and then tilt down. Like, oh damn, that's fucking. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. Pretty, yeah, that's pretty cool. Technology. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. What do you what, what do you think about the matchup? Um, this was okay. It was a bit lacking, but that being said, it's it's super hard to have a WWE style brawl. It's like really excellent. It's hard to it's hard to compose a story out of like spots all over the, the entire building. You know, it's it's yeah. super hard to do that. And, and they did some cool stuff like the like the driving the pitchfork was pretty cool, and the the diving headbutt off of it was like pretty cool too. I mean, mm-hmm. there were cool spots, but it's super hard to like to mesh together a story out of that type of match. Um, I don't know. I feel like they did the best they could. I don't feel. I don't think that Kane's like an I- ideal opponent for Brian. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought it was good enough. I mean, I didn't have. I didn't hate it. It just felt a little lacking. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, they they did what they could. Uh, they had some good spots, and it wasn't a bad match. So uh, Daniel Bryan doesn't end up getting the victory after uh, Kane went through a flaming table and fire extinguishers put him out, and then he walked right into a uh, a running knee for the one, two, three. So uh, all in all, I felt like the, you know, with the exception of the Cena Wyatts, the the Two other main events, Brian and uh, Kane and Shield and uh, Evolution, were solid enough to to make the uh, the pay per view uh, worth watching. Um, yeah, and I thought it was super solid. I thought the uh, VLC was good. Mm-hmm. I thought the triple threat uh, was good. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, Shield Evolution was good. I thought Brian Kane was okay. The rest was just kind of there, but that's like four like super solid matches. I yeah, mean, and four, one, four out of like eight. Yeah, and, new, and new champion out of it. You know? And yeah. one really good match, one really good match, and three super solid fun matches. You mm-hmm. know, so. so yeah, so all in all, it's like a, what B plus maybe. <laughs> that's a good spot. <laughs> <laughs> a good spot. It's a good little spot for this paper. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so all in all, not too bad. Uh, let us know what you thought about elimination. Uh, God, there I go again. Uh, Extreme <laughs> rules. I've been doing this for weeks. Uh, for Extreme rules on the Facebook page. Uh, but now it's time to dive on into Raw, so we'll probably not hear as much from Doug. Um, That's just, it. Good luck, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here to listen. I'm okay. Trying to find out what happened. Yeah, feel free to, to chime in whenever you can or whenever you want. But uh, I really felt that this was a very poor Raw. Um, just cheesy, cheesy, yeah, cheesy. Um, you know... It started off fairly strong. They had yeah, a, a the 20, yeah, yeah, 20, 20 man, man battle royal to determine the uh, the U.S. champion. Dean Ambrose was in there fighting for his title. Um, you know, How did they set that up? They just they announced it. Was it like an authority thing? They're like, oh, oh yeah, well you're going to defend it against twenty men. Uh, they they made the announcement before Raw. Okay, and then uh, as soon as Raw kicked off, Shield came down. And then Justin Roberts was like, this is a 20-man battle royale per the authority mm-hmm. uh, for the U.S. title. So it was established that it was the authority trying to stick yes. it to him? Yeah. yeah. And so uh, so 20-man come in, uh, Mark Henry, Big Show, you know, Ryback, set Ryback. Uh, Fandango, Dolph yeah. Ziggler. Lots of others. Was, yeah. So I didn't even get a chance to read spoilers, so I don't even know the results. So I'm finding out everything. Okay. So we can have your knee-jerk reaction to it. So um, if you say Ambrose lost it all, I'm gonna be is like, what? They didn't put it on Mark Henry. What the fuck? They didn't even put it on Mark Henry. Everyone yeah. ganged up on um, Mark Henry. Oh, that's big it. show. Like yeah, not, and Big Show. Then they got Big Show off first, and then they went to Mark Henry, mm-hmm. and then him. Then it's like pretty much a brawl all the way down. Because Mark Henry was being a beast, and oh, yeah, he was, yeah. dude. 
Mark, Mark, you don't know how to do anything else but be a fucking beast. You need <laughs> have to tell me that. That's what he does. Showed it. All of them, like, eliminated. Like, I think they both eliminated a good amount of people, though. Yeah. Before they ganged up on them. Yeah. And then they had the stare down between Big Show and Mark <laughs> Henry, and they collided, and then, you know, they got eliminated, sadly. Um, but it came down to. Uh, oh, uh, Santino ended up eliminating Dolph Ziggler using the Cobra, and the crowd just. Booed the hell out of him. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so uh, it came down to Sheamus and Dean Ambrose. Um, After what? Dean Ambrose eliminated. Who was it? Uh, oh. it was Jack yeah, it was Jack Swagger. Yeah. He was the third, he was, uh, the yeah. third guy who eliminated them. So he turned around, broke kick. Yeah. And then. Broke kick and tossed him over. Sheamus is the new U.S. champion. Wow. Yeah. With the shield on the outside, watching this the whole time. Yeah. She, uh, Rollins and Reigns were. Outside, they didn't interfere. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they watched the whole match, and then, uh, then they got in, and uh, you know, Ambrose was looking upset, and he, would, and they were both like, they, you know, I mean, what, what yeah, could we'll you have done? Yeah. You know, so it but was. But he made it to the final two. You know, it was like, yeah, pretty amazing. They're like, you put on a hell of a fight, but you know, what could you do? I mean, the odds were stacked against you. Well, that's cool. I mean, like, at least they didn't like chump him out. I mean, mm-hmm. no. they didn't it's, like it's laugh a cool... at him. Or, well, no, I mean. Well, it's good that his teammates didn't chump him out, and it's good that they didn't chump him out when he lost the ball. They're like, you know, he got a strong showing, but it was yeah. just like insurmountable odds against him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and yeah, that's, that's cool. That's something the commentary was actually doing for once. They were saying, you know, he put up one hell of a fight. You know, it's just the numbers game was not in his favor on this one, and you know, not many people could have pulled that off. So, um, but yeah, Sheamus ends up being the new. Uh, the new U.S. champion and um, how you feel about Sheamus getting that second tier title? Uh, I'm okay with it, um, just because you know now that there's one major championship, you, it kind of they can focus on yeah you can start belt. putting more focus on the second tiers, um, and now you've got Barrett and Sheamus, two pretty well established guys holding that holding those titles. So I'm actually one okay really good that. worker and one really good talker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are, are those the same person? Nope. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. Um, An American know. is not holding this title. Yeah, either American one. is not holding <laughs> either of those titles. Um, but, uh. James is the good worker. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Uh, but after the matchup. Uh, Fuck it, Barrett fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Triple H did come out and was like, oh, looks like, you know. You know, last night you guys got lucky, but it appears as though your luck is running out, and you three are going to be in a match against the Wyatts tonight, and we'll see how much luck you have left. Ha ha ha! He didn't laugh afterwards, though. So. <laughs> but anyways, um, on the podium, huh? On the podium, he said this. Yeah, yeah, he came out to the ramp. Yeah, on the, on the ramp. So, um, you know, backstage, um, Renee Young was interviewing Sheamus, um. And uh, Seamus kind of said, hey, to Dean Ambrose, no hard feelings, fella. But he kind of did it in sort of a, you know, backhanded kind of way. <laughs> to me, you're just doing Dean I'm Ambrose's doing Ambrose. hand thing. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to be like, he was like a me, but you're doing mm-hmm. Ambrose. Doing that. So, uh, but yeah. And I know that there are talks about a possible Seamus heel turn yeah. a few months down the road. So Yeah, he's a shitty baby face. Yeah. So, Good uh, worker, shitty baby face. So maybe this could lead. That could. It seemed like that was kind of the start of it, where he's kind of just like, no hard feelings, fella, you know. And then he, then he kind of walked off. Um, but yeah. So, uh, I mean, other than that, it was a, it was an okay start. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's, it, 
Battle Royale can't go wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, and next up, we got to see uh, RVD going up against Cesaro. Um, you know, RVD came out first, and you could tell he had the the cut on his eye and all that. Um, but Paul Heyman came out, instantly got the booing, which is good. You know, normally normally he gets probably like an eighty percent cheer, twenty percent boo when he first comes out, and then he switches it. This one, I'd probably say it was sixty boo, forty cheer, and then he got it to like you know eighty boo and twenty twenty yeah. cheer. He was masterful at the pay per view. We kind of glossed over it, but he was yeah. kind of like. He was doing the, oh, yeah, ECW fan thing, and he was like, psych, fuck y'all. <laughs> he was like, this is the one night of the year WWE gets it right, you know, when they take things to the extreme. And speaking of extreme, my, my client, client Brock Lesnar, <laughs> conquered The Undertaker's undefeated streak at WrestleMania. Yeah, we, we popped pretty hard for that. <laughs> we are like, fuck, yeah, because they just like, they fucking oh my god, you asshole! Yeah, they shat on him when they did. Yeah. <laughs> so he, I mean, he did it again uh, here, and then he was like, "And my client, the King of Swing, Cesaro," you know. And so Cesaro came out, and uh, uh, this was uh, a, a pretty solid match, I think. Um, you know, they had you can tell their chemistry is getting a little better. Yeah. Um, this match ended in a uh, in a disqualification, disqualification after Cesaro was attacking RVD's eye. The ref tried to get him to to back up. Kept wailing into broke him. The five count. Or yeah, didn't break I like it. the sound of that. I like broke, the sound of that. Yeah, broke the five count. I mean, he was really. I mean, I never seen Cesaro this aggressive. I mean, he was literally like just beating the shit out of him in the corner. I mean, like yeah. he was upside down with his leg caught up, and but Cesaro was on the outside, like this forearm and the shit out of his face. And even uh, hit me like, okay, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, he's like, you don't, you don't want to get fined. You don't want to be suspended. Just head up to the ramp. Just go to the ramp. It's okay. And, nice. uh, Who's standing? Who's standing right now? I'm standing. That's right. You're standing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm standing, Paul. Yeah, yeah that's right. You're, you're the best, you know. Uh, I like the sound of that. Got huge heat for that, too. Yeah. You know, you get the disqualification. I don't know if the fans were booing because the match got tossed or if because Cesaro was doing heelish things. But there was a lot of booze at the end yeah. of that match. So, uh, you know, it looks like they're trying now to establish I am a heel, you know, because it's so hard to get booed for act- actually acting like a heel. It's- and, it, and especially since like three minutes earlier, fans are chanting Cesaro, right. you know. Yeah. So for them to just be able to turn right back on him, you know, it shows that putting in with Paul Hammond, very good idea. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, RVD ends up getting the victory, but it's. At a cost, so uh, gets disqualification. I, I know I got to get used to it, but I'm sorry, but I just do not like Cesaro music, man. This whole, yeah, I just can't get into. It. I'm listening, like okay, I'm trying to feel it, but I just mm-hmm. and he's like he just come out walking, like he don't stop, he don't come. But I know he got he's talking to him, but it just don't. I don't feel like this is. If keep the air raid siren, change whatever else music that is. Yeah. If it sounds like an industrial rock, like we're in a power plant or right. something, you know. Yeah, and that's. I don't, I don't get that, but I mean, he's the Swiss Superman. You know, have some type of, I don't, know, I don't get it. It's like make yeah. something. I, I wish he would have kept uh, the real American theme like that. That yeah. fit him, like you know, it's like kind of a, I don't know. I guess a, a different sound. You know, I, I guess it was a, more a militant. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, you know, is yeah, the, he is like a, a militant person. You know, like like I said, the whole the tank yeah, movement. The tank, and, yeah, you know, he's. He's a machine, basically. Right. He looks like he's built together. I mean, I guess that's where they're going with it, with the you know sort of industrial sound, you know. Mm-hmm. 
but it's just it's not working for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just I don't know what kind of sound they could. And that's the thing. It's like I think they want you to hate them. Like, oh, I don't like this music. Oh, this, this. Uh, yeah, because because with with heels, you know, you're like, I hate the guy, but I love his theme. Yeah. You know, Bray Wyatt, for example. You know, although yeah. a lot of people love him just because he's a great talker. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like, I love that sound. You know, right. that that theme song. You know. Yeah. You know this this is just one that does not mesh well, yeah. and I don't know if it's intentional or if they're just not really catching that. Well, it's. You know, it's not a really good sound. You think they're just trying to get, just make him have just so much heat that everybody just hate his music to start hating him? But even though he's still gonna be good, it is that it's gonna give me some, give you something really to hate, like the music and Gilbert <sighs> Hamer and all that. I don't know. I still, it's just like I said, the air raid siren. It's awesome. It makes yeah. sense because King of Swing, tornado kind of tornado siren. Right. You know that at least clicks, but the rest of it is just mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever. I've been wanting to say it for a while. This is how this. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's 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 one of those things where it's like, okay, I've given it a couple of chances. It's not growing on me. Uh-uh. Uh, At least you know. by the second time or third time you hear it, like, okay, all right. But now it's like, no. Well, it's, it, well I mean, it's kind of like the uh, the Cody Rose and Goldust mash that yeah. they had. When I first heard that, I was like, that is awful. Like, yeah. that is a terrible mashup. And now, like, you go back and you watch stuff on the network and you hear uh, Goldust's theme music. And you're finding yourself going, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, so that one's stuck. Yeah. This one's not sticking. There's nothing but, more than just the siren going off. And yeah. Like, dun, 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 whatever it is. Like, I can't remember it. Just, I think that's what they're trying to just do is just make make the siren the memorable part. Yeah. And the rest is just kind of filler because you yeah, don't want to just, yeah. just don't want to have, like, nothing, you right. know, whenever the siren comes down uh, to go back up. You got to have something, I guess, just to fill it. And, yeah, they'll, they'll probably add some more kinks to it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, next up, we got to see Bray Wyatt come out and cut a promo on John Cena about how he defeated him. And, uh, you know, people don't get asked to prom or all kind of. It was very odd message he was trying to send that he's there for those people. Yeah. Those who can't, you know, who aren't chosen to be the pretty ones or special. Yeah. And so. uh, He's for the ugly people. Yeah. He's he's there for everyone. Yeah. and that it's time to burn down this this current stage yeah. and build it in his image and you know, he's that people will remember him for what he is, and that is a god. <laughs> and if, at that um, moment, once he said that, I'm surprised JBL didn't grab the mic and <clears throat> I'm sorry. Yeah. What did you say you were? <laughs> There's only one wrestling god. <laughs> yeah. I don't know I don't know if he thinks he's a wrestling god or just a god. god. So um Turn yeah. Yeah, just, just, yeah. Come on, man. It's a party. JPL's uh, so, <laughs> cups already full. He's yeah. filled with his own punch that he's drinking. But uh, yeah. But any any real message from this that, mm-hmm. that you got? No. Just trying to get people to hate him. Pretty much. I mean, Bray White always say some just random stuff every week. So yeah. you know, it's nothing you can like. It's so mysterious. <laughs> I mean. he... He sounds good when he's talking, yeah, yeah, but it's never. but again, it's what is he really saying? And it's just I don't know. He's the new ultimate warrior. Yeah. Take the rocket ship and put it into a nosedive. <sighs> so uh yeah. Next matchup we got to see Ryback going up against Cody Rhodes. The slums of Cody Rhodes seems to be continuing. Um 
I don't think they'll break the like the brothers up. I think they'll they would uh they'll both like turn heel, like they just both a snap or something, you know. Because hmm. like <clears throat> I don't see them breaking up. Like they I don't know, they, they have good chemistry together, you know, they are. Yeah. I, I just think it's seem being like a heel tag team for now on or something. I don't know. Even and they, they uh and they did mention on main event this week that they were talking about how Cody Rhodes went to Gold Dust backstage and apologized. He said, you know, I just I hate losing and I get hot headed whenever I do. Um, you know, but the the brotherhood you know, has its quarrels. We're not perfect, but um, huh? The handshake. The yeah. So uh, you know, we're not we're not perfect, but you know, we're brothers. Yeah. So uh, you know, it looks like they're sort of gonna, you know, he might Either. have his differences, but they're gonna stay together. Yeah. So which is good. I like I like these two as yeah. a tag. But of course, you know, down the line it might. I mean, anybody did want to see them fight, you know, for WrestleMania. That would be a good match, you know, to go against each other. But yeah, it have to be built. The right way, right? Not just so quickly. Just, or who knows? Know. Maybe there's that's what they're building towards—a long yeah. feud, All right? So, SummerSlam. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but who knows? But I mean, this was kind of a short matchup. Ryback yeah. ended up getting the victory. Fans didn't really seem too nah. interested in it, and that's that's one of the things that I didn't like about this Raw. The fans weren't into the show, and it's for good reason. Like the the you know WWE didn't really give them a whole lot. Uh-uh. Um, Say it's the night after a pay per view. You know, that, normally that Monday after a pay per view is pretty big. You know, yeah. like something something happens. You the, know, it's like it's like oh wow, the progression the of the next yeah. storylines get going or something. You know, even this the whole one. Adam Rose kind of thing threw me off a little bit. Yeah, and and we'll get getting into that, that in yeah. just uh, just a little bit. Um, but Ryback does end up getting the victory. And uh, next up, we got to see uh, Los Matadores celebrating in the ring, celebrating Cinco de Mayo, celebrating their victory oh, on Raw. Um, and then three and B came down and said, "Hey, let's bury the hatchet. Bury the hatchet, and you know, just give us some of your candy, and we'll call it even." And so Torito decided to give Hornswoggle, Hornswoggle. some candy, and Hornswoggle threw it in the air, and well, he ate one first, didn't he? He, he ate, yeah, he ate he one and spit, and spit it, it out, and then slapped the air. Yeah, so uh, that was a blueberry. I think a blueberry Jolly Ranch was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of picked uh, it up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just, and then they all brawled, and yeah. It, it fell flat for me. Yeah, it like, just no, I just don't lackluster. Know. I, I guess they did it for a single to mine, which wasn't bad. I understand why they did it, but it's like it just it could have been a better yeah scene or something. I don't know. But again, it was one of those things that the crowd just wasn't really into, mm-hmm. and you know, it was just something for you know JBL. Fear of the bull, fear of the bull, and yeah. Olay. So I gotta give you one of those. Yeah, I feel like he just likes hearing himself talk. <laughs> Sounds all right. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah. So next up, we got to see uh, Kofi Kingston going up against Rusev. So we got to see um, we got to see Lana again, which is always nice. Uh, this was a little bit longer matchup, being as it's Kofi Kingston he's going yeah. up against. But once again, Rusev ends up getting the victory. He did, but Kofi put a good fight up. He, he, yeah. see, he, he, hits, he, he knocked him off his feet. You know, yeah. he, he had a couple of spots there. Right. You know, of course I knew Kofi wasn't going to win, but I think. Kofi kind of like show he's not you know easily easy yeah you know he, yeah. he can take it to him he's one of the guys who can you know can handle him a little bit you know? look I've been at this mid card for years now all right <laughs> <laughs> so if you beat me then you got a shot see what I did at WrestleMania damn it yeah <laughs> so um yeah I mean just another just another short match does it does it concern you that Rusev doesn't wear any kind of boots or foot attire no because his background is sambo and sumo so yeah. it's like you know he wouldn't be i wouldn't see him with boots i mean i understand he's bulgarian or he live in russia now where he could be the martian but he's not that right. type of russian guy or it just Bungarian. concerns me you don't want you don't want him to 
have his foot stepped on or, you know, him uh, land I mean, wrong. Umaga did it. You know, yeah, um, who that's else? True. Superfly, Jimmy Snooker. I know, I'm sure other guys recently yeah. done it. But, no, I mean, he's a big guy. I mean, Yokozuna another guy uh, who just, you know, had his feet mm-hmm. taped up. But, no, I mean, do the sumo wrestling. I mean, he, he's used to pounding and right. all that. So, I think his feet pretty he's durable. He's so thick. Yeah, he's, he's massive. He's so man. freaking big. But uh, before the match even got started, Lana was up on the uh, – on the stage, and she put a picture of Putin <laughs> on there. <laughs> so it looks like they're definitely going for the cheap heat. Yeah. And uh, and and Doug, I know you did say a while back, you know, you or I think it was last week where you said, you know, why don't why don't they just turn him heel or say he's from Russia? Uh, wasn't that about what she said? Or just yeah, say like he's why don't Russian? they just say like he like lives in Russia or whatever? That was uh, I don't remember if it was Extreme Rules or on Raw that they said it, but uh, Lana said, you know, he's the Bulgarian brute. Now residing in, in Russia. Russia, yeah. Well, see, that makes sense to me because I'm not saying he needs to pretend to be Russian if he's Bulgarian. I'm saying like they need to work out how he can understand her Russian if he's not Russian. So right. if he resides in Russia, then he okay, maybe he's somewhat he's, fluent. He's been training right. there yeah. with her. He understands her. They're not just she's just not saying a bunch of shit. Yeah, and he's yeah. waiting for her to say <laughs> Rusev Crush. Hello. I, I hate that she stopped saying that. I was like, oh, here she goes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what you saying? That sounds good coming out. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> but your legs look good. So, uh, <laughs> serious. Those legs. Yeah. No. Uh, but Rusev ends up getting the victory. So, uh, another short matchup. Um, that takes us into the next matchup. Daniel Bryan versus Alberto Del Rio. The match itself, really solid. Very good matchup. It, I think it was something that the crowd needed because, yeah. you know, they, they woke up for Daniel Bryan. You know, he got the yes chance, and you know Del Rio did a great job with the CCC See, yeah. and the chant, uh, the fans not wanting it. Um, good matchup between these two. Daniel Bryan ends up getting the victory, but here's where the problem was for Daniel Bryan during that night. They gave, like we have been talking about with Bray Wyatt getting the cool, creepy stuff, and Kane getting whatever's left over. <laughs> Cheesy '80s movie horror flick. Imagine yeah. that. Okay. You know, you, you kick off Raw with Daniel and Bree in their in their dressing, pro- room. dressing room or whatever, and Stephanie comes in and it's like, you know, Kane's Banging a little loud, upset. Like somebody like like a man. Yeah, she. Sorry, oh. I'm kind of heavy-handed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she comes in and is like, Kane. Whenever he loses, he tends to be in a bad mood. So it's probably best if you wait right here the whole night until your match. Just stay here. Don't leave this room at all for any reason. And then she shuts the door. It's a trap. Yeah. And so Bree is like, Daniel, look. And she points to the door, and there's a cane mask on on the back of the door. So, like plastic, cheesy, Kmart cane mask. Not yeah. like the, the real mask of cane or whatever. This real, this yeah. red. Just like one of those little Toys R Us, you know, $15. <laughs> uh, so anyways, later on in the night, um, you know, Bree's like, oh, I'm, I'm getting weirded out. We need to go. Let's, you know, let's leave. And, uh. Is that when the light shuts off inside of the room? And- the lights go off, and a lamp <laughs> turns on, and the mask is on the lamp. And so they're like, Daniel, let's get out of here. And the very next second... What's Brian saying when she's saying... Nothing really. He just- yeah, he's just like, oh, okay, look, come on. You know, don't worry. I, you know, I'm right here. Uh, you know, it was just... Uh, but I can beat him. Yeah. yeah. And so, so you see the lamp. The very next shot, they're walking down the hall. Not even... Oh, you know this is you know this is just me who has watched countless movies and you know continuity errors, you know annoy the hell out of me. 
you know, they show the lamp, and normally when you are in a pitch black room and you open a door to somewhere that has light, you can see, see? the light of the door yeah. open up. None of that. Just uh-uh. straight outside walking down the hall. And uh, Stephanie's like, Daniel, what are you doing outside of your room? I told you to stay in there. Oh, you're scared? Okay, I'll bring your car around. I'll have them bring your car around. So don't worry. It'll be there waiting for you when you get there. Later on in the night, Daniel, Brian, and Bree go to the car. um, And here's another continuity error. Are they like, no, fuck you. We don't even trust you like that. Yes. Well, yeah, well, kind of like yeah. The, yeah, okay. Brian's like, yeah, I'll yeah, bet you'll bring yeah, my car around. Thanks, so. thanks for caring, Steph. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. And so, uh, and so, so at least they were like, okay, thanks. We'll wait. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I mean, was it okay? At least they weren't like that, or it was like, well, they might as well have just been like, okay, sure, we'll wait around for it. No, it wasn't a. Oh, okay, thanks. It yeah, was just yeah, like, nah. oh yeah, I bet you'll. Well, it might. But was it so shitty that they might as well have just been like, oh, sure, we'll just wait for the car? Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was that cheesy. And so the car is there. You know, they go, um, Daniel, Brian, like the gentleman that he is, opens the door door. for Bree. Bree gets in. The window's rolled down. Okay? Window's rolled down, shuts the door. He walks around to open the door, gets in the vehicle, gets in the car. Suddenly there's a cameraman in the back seat. Okay. And they're talking about, oh, man, let's get out of here. And then on the window, there's Stephanie McMahon. Where was the window when they got in? Down. It was rolled down. Which one? Passenger side. side. On Bree's side. Passenger front passenger? Passenger front seat, yes. He opens, that's the door he opened for He opens it for Bree to get in, Mm -hmm. shuts the door, walks around the vehicle, gets in. in Stephanie walks up, knocks on the door, or knocks on the window that was previously closed. Anywho, it was all the way down, or it was like it was all the way down because you know you see the back, you see the back seat window, and you can see the reflection of the lights, you know, yeah. glare. On that one, it's completely down. Anywho, so Stephanie is maybe like, a nitpick. I don't know. I didn't yeah, see it's it. It's complete nitpick. Okay. It's continuity that bugs the hell out of me. So anywho, I didn't see it. I'm just chiming in what okay. I can. Right. So Stephanie is like, Daniel, what are you doing? You know, you've got a match coming up. I understand that you're you're scared, but you you know you can't leave before your match. And if you leave, then that might, I might have to consider that being a breach of contract, and I might have to strip you of the title. But you know, you can leave once your match is over, which is right now. And so they leave, or you know, you don't see them get out of the vehicle or whatever. But you know, then they have the matchup with Alberto Del Rio. And, and that's, you know, a very good matchup. Well, was there something to the point you were going to make about the cameraman being in the backseat? It just, that, yeah. That well, was, we're going to come back to that. Because after the match, like, he, uh, don't he, don't they go, like. They, they go back oh, to no, the car. No, no, uh, He wins the match, but like, I think Kane's pyro goes off. And then, like, they show him going to the back and going to the car. Yeah. And then, once again, he opened the door for, um. For Bree, yeah, when he gets in or total gentleman. Well, he, well, yeah, he, he lets her in, but when he goes he to her side, they show like Kane, like you know, say in the back seat with her, like or he in the back seat and she's in the front in the uh, passenger side and he's trying to get her, whatever. Yeah, and her scream is so fake. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! It's like maybe the way. Did you guys look and check and make sure that the windows weren't tinted? Well, no, they weren't. No, they weren't tinted. But here, you were you, you guys both wear glasses. I don't know that I can trust you. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> but you guys both have glasses. Maybe and, they were tinted. 
I refuse to believe my boy D. Bry can't can't see in the back seat. They, they wasn't tinted. First <laughs> off, the fact that you're questioning. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't see. I'm just. Because, I'm trying to explain and I did it with my they, glasses they show, they that correct Stanley my vision. The window, you know, they, they showed like that, and they showed. Like I know what I saw. Going down. <laughs> so, but yeah. back, but back to the matchup. Throughout the entire match, Brady, maybe he just appeared. Maybe he was laying down. Yeah, that's I, essentially I, I, what he was doing. Yeah, but we don't know that. So, anyways. Throughout the matchup. Well, how do you know if you don't know? Look, I'm just telling you what I saw. <laughs> I'll, I'll play devil's advocate because that's all I can do, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, throughout the entire match, Bree is like looking around, you know, like, where's Kane? I know he's going to be here. And uh, it was one of those things where I happened to notice the the pyro. You know how they tie the pyro to the, to the posts? I happened to notice that they were doing that. So I was like, okay, well, that's going to happen anyways. So match ends. Daniel Bryan is victorious. Um, then the pyro goes off, the music is going, and the lights are on. Yeah, when they and go so, to the back. Yeah, so they, they bolt, and they head to the back. And, uh, you know, he opens the door for Bree. She gets in. He closes the door, walks around to their side, uh, to the driver's side, gets in, and is like, come on, Daniel, let's get out of here. That's right. So he's yeah. trying. He's, he's like, oh, no, the car is not starting. It's not. It's dead or something. And so he pops the hood. And uh, gets out of the vehicle. Okay, <laughs> I so hope his his actual lines were "It's dead" or something. <laughs> it's dead or something. Okay, so um, I'm gonna do this at your angle. Okay, so okay, so TV screen, obviously, car is facing, you know, this facing direction. Me. Yeah, it's sort of a profile, you know, sort of an, at an angle. So Dana Bryan gets out, pops the hood. You know, the hood is up. Oh, one of these one of these wires is loose. Something, something happened to one of these wires. Actual dialogue. Yeah. Uh, Loving it. <laughs> no. He's like, one of these wires are loose. And she's like, Daniel, hurry. We've got to get out of here, Daniel. Go. And so he's like, okay. And then he shuts the hood, and Kane's in the back seat. That's what, yeah. He's like, break it out of the car. And she's like, ah, ah, ah. Not an exaggeration. <laughs> ah, ah, How long does it take them to get to the vaccine? Forever. <laughs> no, He's right probably there. thrown off by the yeah. screaming. Yeah, he always thrown off by the screaming. So he opens the door. Uh, Kane kicks him, so he falls back. He gets back up, drags him out, and then hits him or kicks him. I don't remember exactly what he did. Meanwhile, the whole yeah. time Bree is still screaming. Yeah. Ah, ah, so uh, that's a horror movie trope, though, right? It, yeah, was it was so cheesy. It was so popcorn, popcorn movie '80s horror flick. Um, <laughs> it so, sounds like a bad script. It doesn't sound like these it people. It was a god awful script. It doesn't sound like these people involved were to be blamed necessarily. Well, Bree's acting is pretty shitty. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't sound like she had much to work with. She could have done better. She could have acted a little more like frightened, like someone was actually threatening her yeah. life. But anyway, I mean, it was literally like if you were just sitting there going, ah, 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 let me tie my shoe, ah, you know, like it was just, it was really bad. But anyways, Brian uh, gets some separation from Kane, gets in the vehicle, turns the vehicle on, starts to drive. Kane hops on the top of the car. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he's... Oh, Watts rolling? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So he, so he hops on. Nice. And then, uh, you know, but it's like, it's just starting to get going. Yeah. And then Daniel, vroom, you know, and Kane falls off. Okay. Does it look like really him or a stunt guy? It was him. Oh, it was him. Okay. And so, um, so he falls off. Uh, of course, he falls off exactly like the. Yeah. Planking. He, <laughs> yeah. He falls off at one perfect, angle, perfect. and they <laughs> stop. And Daniel Bryan stops the car, 
And uh, then they pan back to Kane, and he's in the you know the corpse. Right, where are you going? Yeah. And he so, should have thrown that bitch in reverse and ran over. <laughs> <laughs> That's what but, I was thinking. <laughs> but what does he do? He stops the car, gets out, and just stares at Kane uh, so that they can set up the cameraman to get right next yeah. to Kane for him to do the sit-up thing while Daniel Bryan's in the background. And then Bree's like, ah, ah, let's get, get out, out of here. here. And so he gets in the car, and they drive off. So Bryan Kane, was checking to see if he was dead or not? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, good guy. He wanted to make sure they didn't, <laughs> right. you know, Kane have a lawsuit coming up. <laughs> yeah. So Kane Double chases pump, after dude. him. You got run over him twice. Yeah. <laughs> and so Kane chases after him and does a little smirk. Double and, tap. And that's the end of of that storyline. And Lawler's like, "Can anything stop Kane?" I'm like, well, Dana O'Brien did last night, but you know, whatever. But <laughs> you could just wrestle him and beat him again. <laughs> yeah. But Shut it was just the balls. It was so cheesy. It yeah. was so poorly it, it acted. Really was like an '80s. It was just uh, horror film. It was like. B movie 80s horror flick. Like, it wasn't even like, okay, do you watch the sci fi movies like the, you know, Shark the Puss and Shark Tornado and all those, like, those insanely cheesy movies? Like, they, they know it's bad. So that's why they're making them. Only if, only like if I, like, have been watching SmackDown or something and I just leave it on that channel for too long. But, or maybe I'm like waiting, <laughs> maybe I'm waiting for SmackDown to come on and there's some garbage on before it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Garbage is what it was. Like, you, you're you aware of how poorly acted those little movies are, right? Yeah. That's what this was. It was like, okay, we're going to go above and beyond to make sure that people know that this is awful. And they succeeded in that. I believe you. I just so. can't. I just can't. I just like didn't see it. Yeah, it was. It's probably for the best because, and I feel so bad for Daniel Bryan because like he they they put so much effort into building his rise and then they do this and I feel like it went up and up and up. WrestleMania complete top and then just well for this. I would complain a lot more, but I don't know how you build a feud with. Uh, Kane other than playing which obviously well I guess I would just play off of their tag team like yeah. play off yeah. of that but if I could think of one other person I that he should be feuding with right now I think I'd complain a lot more but I honestly can't yeah, yeah. and it's just I think they're probably in a shuffle right now find somebody a phone that's gonna be you know a good opponent I just I, feel like they could have done a lot better job of of something like that like <clears throat> I don't know who came up with that idea but I just take solace in the fact that I know he's not dropping a cane. So yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. I mean, it was just so bad. Just <laughs> So anyways, uh, next up we got to see uh, Wade Barrett going up against Big E, the rematch for the Intercontinental Championship. And uh, Barrett ended up winning this match, but uh, it was due to a sort of rake the eyes that yeah. the ref never saw, right. uh, causing a distraction getting the, uh, getting the bull hammer elbow. Uh-huh. I like the spot the Big E did. They did also at the pay per view when they did like the run out. Like I guess he he speared him through the ropes kind of deal and mm-hmm. knocked him outside. That was pretty cool seeing that. Yeah. So I mean, Big E's got a lot of talent. It's yeah. just they didn't do anything for him for for his reign. He need like some type of manager, valet. You know, not Dolph Ziggler, another wrestler to be mm-hmm. like you know like the powerhouse. Somebody can speak for him or something. You know? No, he can. Big E can speak for himself. Because uh, yeah, I, I, I watched the uh, the post show uh-huh. and uh, he did some really good mic work mm-hmm. on there. You know, like. He was backstage, pissed off, and he's like, yes, what kind of questions do y'all have? And so they asked him, how do you feel about the match? How do you think I feel? Yeah. You know, and he's like, does anyone have any any relevant question? Okay. No? All right. 
thank you and good night, you know, and then he gets up and, and walks off. <laughs> like, literally, you know. Yeah. And so I was like, he has the personality. He has the mic skills. They just, you know, there's so much going on in the WWE world that they just, unfortunately, they just don't have time for everybody. They need to go ahead and bring back the brand extension. Yeah. This guy has SmackDown Raw again. Yeah, I mean, if they're gonna if they're gonna be doing this, where SmackDown is just a recap show with a few yeah, matches mixed I in, and that, main event is a few matches with a recaps and SmackDown just, used to be so good, like it used to be like have the best matches, man. You know, even for, better than Raw, you know. Yeah, for a while it was, you know, Raw is where the stories are told. Yeah. SmackDown is where the action is. Yeah. You know, it's just it's gone down since, since then. But uh, but Barrett does end up defeating Big E, so yeah. Um, next up, we got to see, uh, Zeb Coulter and Jack Swagger come out with a deportation list. <laughs> um, Heyman was on there. This is R.O., uh, Emma, Sheamus. Yeah. So, um, and then we got to hear. Hey, I don't know about you guys, but I, I prefer Adam Rose's other theme music from NXT. Like I'm real, I'm so bummed out that that theme did not get bought out by the WWE. Like, they were, like, a week off from, from getting the licensing rights, and it expired. I don't think I even heard it. Oh, man. It's, you know, like, this one's catchy, mm-hmm. but that one was, like, wow, you know, so good. I want to say they did change it, but didn't, they had, like, more, like, a uh, saying in it, so I'm like, oh, or ooh, or... Yeah, uh, the previous one was, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Oh, wait, no, that's, 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 that's one this now. one. Um this one's da 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 World goes wild. Woo! And, you know, so this one's, a it's a little bit different. It's very similar, but it's a little different. Don't you have it downloaded? I do have it downloaded, and it's so good. That's what we woke up to on the alarm every day. Yeah, we did. Every day we were in New Orleans, his alarm would go off to that song. Yeah. Don't be a lemon. Be a rosebud. <laughs> it's party time all the time, and you know you can tell the 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 fans who have been watching the vignettes yeah. were Into responding it. to it. Mm-hmm. But this was just such a flat debut, I think. Yeah. And I think, like I said, there were so weird, so many weird things going on during this raw that the crowd didn't react, and I felt like they could have done a better job with Adam Rose. But what um, did he do? Just came out and attacked them. He had he had his party group that line up. They did his NXT entrance where he runs up, you know, hops up on the thing, falls back. People carry him over to the side. He hops in. Uh, meanwhile, Swagger and Coulter are kind of like Got just staying in the ring like, like what the hell is going on? And then he grabs the microphone and he's like, Zeb, don't be a lemon. Be a rosebud. You know, it's party time all the time. And then, uh, you know, Swagger attacked him and he threw Swagger over the top. And then his buddies all got in the ring and they tried to party around Coulter, and then Coulter got out, and that was it. So he's coming in as a baby face? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, he's coming in as a baby face. And, um, See, I would think that the uh, it feels like the gimmick would, would be a heel. play to being a heel, just because if it really is based on Russell Brand, that he's so <laughs> fucking annoying that <laughs> you would yeah, think it would be... A, I mean, I'm not judging. I'm just saying... I mean, I mean I'm sure they can make it work as a baby face thing. Mm. I'm just saying. Was he... Uh, Babyface or heel in NXT? He was a face. He was a face. Yeah. It was definitely over with the crowd. Yeah. So, but I think he only had like four well, or five matches. Well, NXT's, NXT's weird. He got like a positive reaction or he was a babyface. Because like no, Tyler... He was, he was the baby it was face. both. Okay. Because yeah. you know like Tyler Breeze was over huge because of his interest and stuff, but he was more of a heel. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 
that the one who uses his That's phone? That's the guy we have. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I've you know, if if it was just to introduce Adam Rose, yeah, sure they got the job done. But you know, it was basically, hey, let's take the vignette mo- uh, videos that we've been doing and just do it in wow. the ring. Yeah, pretty much. And just do it live. That's it. Were there any interesting faces in the uh, entourage? None that yeah, I saw. I know, yeah, I think they kind of have like their their core group, you know. Because I know for a while, like I know Eugene was one of the guys. God, it's Sammy, Cal- Sammy Callahan's name. Solomon Crow. I know, like for a while, he was like a DJ in the group and stuff hmm. like that. I guess before he debuted or whatever. Yeah, I just read that. I didn't see it. Hmm. But yeah, no, no one, no one that I recognize. But uh, yeah. that's not to say that it's not. There's not but someone. You can tell there. some of the guys can be wrestlers because they got you know some got some good size on them. You know, they're yeah. just wearing. Outfits, right. uniforms, whatever. Like they might have, like you know, how they have some of the local guys go and and do stuff like or that. Or maybe guys might. under contract that hadn't debuted yet, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. What? So who's the bunny? Do we know? No, no idea. No idea who bunny. Probably changing. Or the guy in all the white silk, whatever thing. Like. And there was a guy in a graduation gown <laughs> and, and hat and all that. There was. It was all kind of craziness. Mm. But um, I don't know. I lo- I know a lot of people were expecting there to to be a a match. From from Rose, but yeah. it, I think they're going to be saving that for Rose versus Swagger. Um, Hopefully next week. You know, even even on a main event this mm-hmm. week, um, during Swagger's match, Rose came out with his party, and you know they caused a distraction by talking to Coulter, and uh, you know it ended up giving Ziggler the win, and Ziggler was getting ready to leave, and Rose was like, "Hang on a second, Ziggler, you know what happens?" Uh, or he said something, and uh, he was like, "You know what?" Ha- you know what comes next during an Adam Rose party? Everything. Get them, girls. And so the girls started dancing with them, and so Ziggler kind of joined in, and they're dancing stuff, and that was pretty much it. So, yeah, it looks like we're going to see Swagger versus Rose uh, here in the coming weeks. So be on the lookout for that. Having seen him, do you think it's a good matchup for him? I don't know. It's because I, I know that his matches have been short-ish, like he it's has like showcase stuff. Yeah, it, you know the it's like the most. It's sort of like comparing Fandango. Like people like his entrance more than they like his matches. Right. And I feel like that's going to be the same concept. You know, he's going to come out. And he's going to have the awesome intro that everyone likes. And then once the bell rings, they're going to be like, okay, well I can sit down now. They're sort of like manufacturing that like awesome entrance type thing yeah. in NXT, like between the Tom yeah. Breeze thing and then. Weird and the uh, ascension, yeah, 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 yeah. I actually like ascension, they're they're pretty good tag team, those guys are badass, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, but uh, that takes us into the uh, the main event of the evening the Wyatt family going up against the shield. Um, you know, everyone was pumped for this matchup, we know their history, they always have you know really strong matches. As I was watching it, I didn't have a good feeling about it, like it was a good matchup, don't get me wrong. But it was one of those, you know, oh, you know, when when you first hear it, oh, dude, Wyatt's versus Shield, it's going to be awesome. After the night that we had and the fact that, you know, the Wyatts and the Shield have gone their separate ways yeah. since their match at uh, Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. They, that time I got to use it in proper context instead of extreme rules. Um, so there's not really a big point of having these two fight each other. Yeah. Fight each other. So... I, it didn't have that much meaning to me. It was, you know, it was still a strong matchup, but you know that match at Elimination Chamber was just so good. Yeah. Like my goodness. Now they just think they can just they can just 
throw them together. They could be yeah. like an awesome five star match. And they know they're gonna have a good good match, but this one just I don't know. It felt a little flat for me. Um, but I'm not knocking the match one bit. I'm just basing my personal experience. Yeah. Um, but the uh, but Evolution does come out to create a distraction, giving the Wyatts the win, and then Evolution decide to attack and uh, and take down the Shield. Yeah. So, um, you know, what were your thoughts about the matchup? Uh, he pretty much called. I mean, <clears throat> after the you know the, what, the third or fourth time they didn't fought each other, it's like you know it was nothing great to see. And not to say them two didn't put on a good match, but it's. For the storyline that's till now, I didn't get like I guess you know you can say <clears throat> Triple H just won you know three on three you know somebody a good three three man team who can give you know go with them and then they'll come in and jump them themselves type mm-hmm. deal. But other than that, it was yeah just a meh. Yeah. yeah, like I said, this whole this whole week you know the Raw was just such a weird vibe. Um, and no Bo Dallas. <laughs> no Bo Dallas, no. But we did get a video package, so you yeah. can still believe. Oh, yeah. Um, and one thing I like about uh, the Top Rope Tuesday guys is they're very witty. And so, uh, you know, they're like, oh, man. So now uh, I hope that, you know, I'm going to paraphrase it terribly, but it's like every time I see a video package for, for Bo Dallas, I expect to see a, a woman getting pregnant <laughs> you know, or something. You know, you can believe in productivity. Um, so it's, yeah, so inter, inter, interesting stuff. Yeah. So that that pretty much closes out Raw. So um, so yeah, but uh, you know, like we said earlier in the show, no Total Divas this week. Um, Sorry, we'll make a triumphant return next week. But now and now, the Legends House. Give me a break. This Tony motherfucker. Legends never die. They just get better. Jimmy, I'm gonna kill you. Holy balls! Now it's my chance to try and dive into uh, what happened on the Legends House this week. Do or do um, not. There is no try. Do or do not. Okay. Well, I will try my best. Yeah. Suck it, Yoda. Um, I don't know. This this week uh, there was a lot a lot of friction. Like I said, the uh, like I said last week, they're all anticipating for someone to blow up, and um, you know, this week it just happened to be Tony Atlas that you know they they feel like he rambles on so much that they just don't want anything to do with him, you know? Do you feel bad for the guy? At times, yeah. You know, because, like, you see how they do it, and they're just and they're just like, oh, okay, Tony, okay, Tony, all right, yeah, just okay. And then, you know, he tries to offer is his it, opinion. Is he, like, incapable of, like, have, conducting, like, himself in a conversation, or he just, like, doesn't know when to stop? I think it's like, the latter. Okay. He doesn't, he just keeps going and right. going and going and they're like oh my god I'm here we talking go. to you now. yeah okay. and so like even one of the previous previous episodes you know tony's sitting there talking to mean gene and he's just talking 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 and he's like okay well i'm gonna you know gene stands up and he's like oh i'm gonna go get something to drink and doesn't come back you know it's just one of those things i thought you were gonna say and tony follows him no <laughs> but then he like say something like um i want to go make a sandwich and like we want to go with you to make a sandwich yeah and it's like <laughs> if i can't make i'm 82 years old if i can't make a sandwich by myself then, yeah. you know you go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and take me out but um but yeah so you know um this one had the the blow up from uh from pat patterson as well but you know going story-wise there were two there were two main focuses um, the first one, them being in a bowling match. The second one, them having to uh, to make a commercial. Um, the first one was the uh, the bowling match. Um, Ashley came in and was like, okay, guys, uh, it's time to, you know, y'all are going to be squaring off. Someone's challenged you guys to a bowling match, so show us what you got. And they ended up having to face, like, um, a women's bowling team. 
that was similar in age to them. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they're showing highlights, you know, girls doing really well. And then, you know, Jimmy Hart's getting like nothing, Gene Okerlund, you know, bowls. And they're like, man, you could go and order a food, order food, eat the food and pay for the meal and then come back. And his still, his ball still hadn't reached the pins yet. Um, but they ended up getting their asses handed to them. They lost by like over, well over a hundred pins. Um, and it was, you know, like an eight on eight. So, yeah. you know, um, but you know, they're, they, yeah, the, the ladies got a nice big trophy and the guys got, you know, just a very tiny one. And they're like, Oh, that's, that makes me feel great. Um, you know, but they wanted to win and unfortunately they didn't, but they, you know, they still had a good time. Uh, I said it last week and I'm going to say it again, the hillbilly Jim, dude, one of the most down to earth guys, like yeah. he's just, he is just there to enjoy himself. He's not there to cause any ruckus or have any kind of fights or brawls. He's just there to be the good old country boy. Exactly. He's just there to have some fun. And that's exactly what he was doing. Um, but like I said, they did end up having, have to make a, uh, make a commercial, um, for two very different companies, um, you know, it was split into two two teams: Team Piper and Team Okerland. And uh, Okerland's team had to make a commercial for a car wash. Did they pick their own teams, like yes. captain style. Yes. Was there like a squabble about who got picked last or anything? No, it was Atlas. Because they were like, oh, who got him? Piper. Uh-huh. Uh, it was Piper, uh, Duggan, oh, uh, Atlas. And who else? Oh, uh, Finkel, Howard Finkel. And then you've got uh, Okerland, Hart, Patterson, and uh, Hillbilly Jim. Who got picked first and who picked them? Uh, crap. I think... They, they, uh, they did that with the horses, too. Like the horses, they picked their own teams. Yeah. I'm pretty um, sure Piper picked Duggan first. <laughs> yeah, Piper picked Duggan. Okerland picked Patterson. Okay. So those were the first two that got picked. Uh, and then Atlas was subject to being last, and he was like, "Oh man, my roommate doesn't even want to pick me." So what does that what does that say? Uh, so he you know, seemed a little betrayed. Uh, but anyways, <clears throat> so they you know they'd go back and forth in the in between segments, but I'll try and keep them together. Um, so Okerlund's team had to leave and go to a car wash and do commercials, do a, you know make a commercial for that, and so they decided to. Uh, you know, showcase all kinds of stuff. And, um, you know, Jimmy Hart's just throwing out all these different kind of ideas. And, uh, you know. I would pick Jimmy Hart first. He could write a fucking jingle. I mean, what's the deal? Why wouldn't you yeah. pick Hart first? And they're all like, you know, take care of your car and get all kind of job. It's like, it's the best. They were talking about, you know, washing the car as a hand wash car. And they were like, it's the best hand job in town. You know, it's nice. just, uh, you know, just all kind of just, crazy stuff and they started off with a with a mean gene okerland standing outside the car hey come on out to you know such and such car wash jimmy what do you think and he lifts up the the back part of a of a vehicle and jimmy hart's like hey man this vacuum really sucks you know and and so he ends up closing it. he's like give me a break you know um and so what basically happens is they have you know all day to shoot for a 30 second commercial which that's odd to me anyways uh, so they have all day to shoot. They only have one camera to do it, and then later on they have to edit it into into a commercial. And so um, get that raw footage. Yeah, I got to get all that. Oh, such good raw footage. Um, so you know, there's this. You know, they're like, hey, let's uh, let's show 
Patterson in action, cleaning the vehicle, hand washing the vehicle, and uh, you know as he's doing that, the the shot, the jets go off and start spraying him. And he's like, "Ah, oh, Jimmy, damn it, I'm going to kill you. Why would you do that?" And Jimmy's like, "I wasn't near the button. I didn't touch the button. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about." And he's like, "You pushed the button. You made me get wet." So he takes off his shirt and throws it at Jimmy, and he starts walking off. He's like, "Screw it, I'm out of here." And he's like, "No, what? I didn't push the button. I don't know what you guys are talking about." And, you know, then Gene's like, why did you push the button? I don't understand. You know, what what were you thinking? He's like, I didn't push the button. I was nowhere near the button. I would have had to stretch my arm from here to, to you know, Timbuktu in order for me to push that button. I was nowhere near it. So there's this long-standing debate throughout the episode. Who pushed the button? It was the the mystery that needed to be solved. Um, Who pushed the button? It was not Jimmy Hart. Oh, swerve. It was, in fact, the manager who said that Pat Patterson said to push the button. <laughs> and Pat's like, I never said that. I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, and so Jimmy Hart, you know, they have that, they have those talking heads where they, they sit down and they're away from everyone else just to, you know, get their perspective. Like and, office style. Yeah. And so Jimmy Hart's just sitting there like, and so... You know, the important thing to remember is that I didn't push the button. <laughs> so it's just, you know, it's it's pretty comical. But um, back over at the Legends house, uh, the other four guys, uh, Piper's team, what they have to try and make a commercial for is the flamingos, the yard flamingos and rubber duckies. Because there's a business that rents them out for parties and events. And the guy who had the most ridiculous pair of pants you will ever see. Um, and I say that just because they made sure that you saw them. They did one of those pan-ups, you know, to the to the guy. Uh, just crazy pants. And he's like, because, I mean, you know, who, who wouldn't want flamingos at their party? Like, this guy, this, you know, he is so into his business that right. he doesn't see why someone wouldn't want pink flamingos and rubber duckies at their, at their social events. That makes the deal. Uh, so, so they have to do it and, you know, Tony Atlas, you know, much like he did with Gary Busey, all into it. Oh man. Oh, I love these things. Oh dude. You know, rubber ducky, quackle, 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 quackle. You know, that's not an exaggeration of how he was acting either. Uh, you know, he's all into it, having all kinds of fun. And, you know, they're like, God, Tony, what is wrong with you? And he's like, can I operate the camera? He's like, well, you know, we're all going to operate the camera because we all have to be in the commercial. He's like, well, I just want to operate the camera. How hard is that? And they're like, have you ever operated the camera before? No. He's like, no. Then what? <laughs> so, so they start doing their stuff and, uh, you know, they're like, we need to come up with like some kind of a jingle or something. They're like, flock, go, flamingo, flock, go, flamingo, flock, go, flamingo. Are you telling me the team that didn't have Jimmy Hart on it is the team that did the jingle? Yes. Kind of fucked up. <laughs> fucked up world is this? Yeah. Uh, it's true, man. It's true. And so, uh, and so, they're shooting all kinds of crazy stuff. And uh, you know, they have uh, Piper getting in the hot tub, putting rubber duckies in his mouth, and <laughs> and the flamingos, <laughs> flock of flamingos. You know, like going absolutely insane. And like, is flock of flamingos the name of the business? I think so. Yeah, okay. flocko flamingos. Flocko. Okay. Yeah. And so. Uh, and so, like, they did one scene where Tony Atlas is just, like, surrounded by rubber duckies and the pink flamingos. And, like, you know how the rubber duckies normally have, like, a hole which causes them to squeak? Well, I guess they pressed into them and stuck them to his head to create the suction mm-hmm. because he had some, like, on his head <laughs> in just random places. Like, he wasn't balancing them. They were stuck to his head. 
And so he's just sitting there like, oh, no, quackle, quackle, quackle. You know, it's, yeah, it was something different. Um, so they end up making their commercial. <laughs> and- in my head, like where your story was going, like everybody was whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they cut to Tony Alice, like women walking with his face. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But uh, but no, like uh, um, that's he's got. Have you ever seen that the video where he's like he's like super into the the shoe fetish or whatever? That's yeah. like chick stomping on him. Mm-mm. It's pretty crazy. I think I'm gonna try and avoid that. Thank you. You gotta see it. Man. That's okay. Got to. Um, it's a must watch. I'm okay. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, you know they end up doing the end up doing the commercial, and I'm kind of bummed that uh, that Tyler's not here because he would have appreciated this. Rhett and Link showed up. Because they were the ones who were in charge. That's what he gets. Yeah, that's what he gets. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, they they came to pick the winner. And, um, you know, they showed the commercials. And, you know, they showed they showed Okerlund's team's commercial. And they're like, oh, that was pretty good, you know. And Okerlund's selling it. Oh, man, that was that was a great commercial. I could see that on any TV station. And, uh, and then they show the Flock of Flamingo commercials. And Okerlund's like, what the hell was that crap? You know, it's like, that was nothing. And, uh, you know, Rhett and Link are sitting there and it's like, it's, it, it was like, I gotta be honest with you guys. That was terrible. <laughs> and, and, uh, and Piper's kind of like, you know, you see the smile just like disappear from his face and he's like, but in a good way, he was like, it's one of those so bad that it's good. And so you guys win. <laughs> and so, nice. and so, uh, so they end up winning and, uh, um, just, yeah. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. Holy balls. So, uh, and it's, I think it's I think it's Oakland's mo to to say holy balls or mention balls in every episode so far. Um, but yeah, so uh, Oakland three for three, huh? Three for three. Three for three. Yeah. And so uh, Oakland, uh, before they announced the winner, you know, whenever they were shooting the commercial, he was like, "Look, I don't want to be picking up more ho- horse manure or anything like that. I want to win this one." And so. Um. Yeah, so they ended up losing this challenge, and uh, you know they announced that they'd be going to Vegas, and uh, you know the the winning team got to be in a limo, and the losing team got to be in a fifteen person seater van, and so uh, so that's pretty much how they closed the show with them driving to Vegas, and uh, you know the van was driving next to the limo, and the window rolled down, and Piper stuck the uh, or no no. It was. It wasn't Piper. It was uh, Finkel. He stuck one of the flamingo heads out, and uh, was teasing on it. Oh yeah, that's just what I need to see. And then they ended up getting pulled over by the cops, and the uh, and the episode ended. I think. I think that's where it ended. So uh, so yeah, it's a it's a somewhat entertaining show. So if you get the chance, go and check it out. So that's my review for for Legends House. Cool. So yeah. So there you go. Uh, man. Uh, now it's time to move into the hot topics. Not no no real hot topics for this week. It's been a like I said, it's just a weird week for wrestling. I don't know what's going on, but uh, um, we did ask you guys to participate in the uh, Top Rope Tuesday Clutch City Productions Prize Pack Giveaway Challenge. And you failed miserably. Failed miserably. What? Our winner this week, no one, not single, not a single person participated this week. So shame on all of y'all. Um, so we're gonna save Top Rope Tuesday and Clutch City productions the trouble of sending y'all stuff for free so uh no winner this week um we ask you to put just a or, little bit of effort week. this week yeah, a little bit of effort just go to wikipedia do something you know watch a little video a little video talking about dicks here so um you know not that hard but um 
do we have a challenge this week? Should we toss it to Ryan? Would you like to to sure, try, toss, toss it to Ryan? Thing? Toss it. To okay, so Ryan, this week you get to offer a challenge for our listeners for our Top Rope Tuesday Clutch City Productions Prize Pack giveaway. Anything that comes to mind? Anything you'd like the listeners to do in order to qualify? Oh. <laughs> Whoever follows you on on Twitter, <laughs> you want to gain some Twitter followers? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Man. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a. How am I trying to come some off the wall? But you know, something that uh, everybody can do. Or if you want to even do a, uh, you know, phrase, and then whoever enters the phrase gets put in a drawing, um, or anything like that. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do a phrase. Okay. Um. Anyone? Or are they, are they picking the phrase, or am I just giving? Them uh, I don't get hot. You pick the phrase. And this is to prove that they're listening. Okay. Uh, and whoever listens, you know, their name gets put in a drawing, and the winner gets picked from there. So it's that simple, folks. Okay, I'm trying to think of a, uh, just a normal phrase. Flamingo, flamingo, flamingo. Now it's stuck in my head. Um. Okay. By the power of, can you finish that phrase? <laughs> I guess I don't know. Did that count? I prefer some kind of getting thrown off your. Uh, something a lot of phrases, but mm-hmm. it comes from a cartoon. Okay. Uh, I can't give off the rest of it because it's the name inside of it, but it's. Uh, <laughs> I already forgot. That's messed up. <laughs> uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I know what I know you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, By the power of blank. Yeah, there we go. By the power of blank. Finish that. So quote. you want them to fill in the blank? Yeah. I, it's from an '80s cartoon. '80s cartoon. That's pretty easy. I think it's easy. Okay. Yeah. So just enter the. So you just now. Did they just put the very next word, or did they finish yeah, out the, the, the whole? The quote? next word is the name of the title. Is well part of it, like. So yeah. you See, like. Okay. If that makes sense, I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm letting you down out there, but nah. um, that's the quick the first one that came up to so my by mind. The, by the power of blank. Yeah. So Actually, there. no. I lied. It's not the name of the show, but it is yeah. part of the show. It is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So there you I go. Know what it is. Yeah, yeah, and if you don't, shame on you. And if you don't, <laughs> go to YouTube and just search that. So there you go. So, um, But make sure to check out Top Rope Tuesday and ClutchCityProductions.com. Really cool stuff from those guys. And in, in my Mother's Day Out picture, which is kind of like a preschool-ish type of thing, maybe even before preschool, like uh, I used to be such a little like crybaby that like my mom would let me take toys to school. <laughs> and I have one of the characters from the show, actually the female character from this show. Ooh. Even little Doug didn't discriminate against the ladies. <laughs> nice. uh, I have it. I'm holding her like action oh. figure in my like Mother's Day Out picture. Ooh, yeah. Oh. There we go. There you go. So uh, it's time to move into the Q and A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. First question coming to us from Thomas Drabelosan. Drabelosan, Drabelosan, saying, "Hey, fellas, during Dean Ambrose and Big E's reigns as the mid card champions, people complained about the lack of title defenses from both of them and criticized that the mid card titles mean little, if anything, at all." Um, so if you were to try and reestablish credibility to the Intercontinental and United States titles, how would you do so? I would like simply just put it on Cesaro. Like I know that, uh, we sort of discussed if we thought he was maybe beyond it already at this point, Mm -hmm. but if you want to reestablish the title, I think it's as simple as putting it on Cesaro. I I mean, I guess there's other guys, but I think he's like the shortcut, right? Like, I think all people want out of a secondary title is good matches 
and people to pretend like they want that belt, like that it's desirable. Yeah. Like, so I want the title of champion. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think it's as simple as putting on a Galaxy Cesaro who can have good matches with pretty much anybody you put him in there with. Dark horse. Yeah. And, uh, um, horse too. And, you know, as long as he's delivering in the ring, I don't think people even care so much if the angles are that great. So long as the matches deliver, I think that's what people want out of that title. Mm-hmm. And just like, I mean, I don't even think. Again, I don't. I think the angles have to be great. I just think you, it's as it's as little as just making someone seem like they desire that belt that doesn't have it. Like make it like they want it. Make it a desirable thing. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's rocket science. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's and it's not just you know like you said, make it desirable. Make people want to go after the title. Don't just have them just come out there with the title and not do anything. You know, like give people a reason to be fighting these guys. Like. I want that title. I don't care who I have to go through to get it, you know? Well, I mean, I think, I mean, again, that with, I think that, like, they just want a guy who's going to have good matches. And yeah. I think, like, Cesaro's that guy. I mean, like, once Ambrose is out of the U.S. title picture and once Big E, although I guess he is now yeah, out, of, yeah. Yeah, out, of the, out of the title picture, who's next to step up? Like, they need to have, all right, well, you're out of here, so I'm, you know, I'm using this chance to, to put my name in the drawing, you know, put my name in the hat. I think they did pretty good building up back Barrett, you know. I mean, yeah. they 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 took him off for like about a month or so of wrestling and kind of get to his new uh, persona or whatever, and then mm-hmm. they got to strap on him now, which I think, you know, was pretty good. And then, again, he had it before, you know, are they going to do the same thing over again? Where they, yeah. you know, going to have the title and don't do nothing? Or are he going to be, you know, cause the fans like him, you know, mm-hmm. so I don't know if they're going to try to turn him heel or I mean, turn him face or keep him heel and just make him Nah, up. keep him heel. Yeah. As much as the fans are getting behind it, just keep him heel. Right. Um, but, yeah, so uh, thanks for the question. Next question coming to us from Seth Rickson saying, since this is now an official podcast of The Great Khali, do you think that we could get a WNS Khali shirt? I feel The Great Khali in the WNS Luchador WNS mask would be a huge seller. Uh, Trick question. How do you know it's not already Khali under that mask? Ooh. (laughs) 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 Maybe he wants us to put like a word bubble on the shirt next to the (laughs) mask that says all the way down the sleeve, too. Like, up the, up the top, down the sleeve. How do you know who's under that mask, Seth? <laughs> It'd be Kali already. I feel like next we're going to see a Photoshop picture of Kali <laughs> in the ring doing this with the mask on his face. So, there you go. But as far as a Kali-specific, like, this is us to let you know that it is Kali, no. Uh, <laughs> but thank you for the question. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. It is Kali under the mask. I'm going to say no. How about you, Ryan? Because um, you're standing in for Tyler. I'll say yes. Oh! Why am I always ganged up on this? <laughs> well, no, because last time I think we ganged up on Doug, and he was like, fuck us. I can't remember what it was. I remember that. Sorry, I don't remember exactly, but <laughs> <laughs> I think we ganged up on Doug before, too. Whatever. I was talking shit because y'all both had glass. Oh, well, there we go. There you see. We can't see. Damn it, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Her memory's going too. Yeah. Uh, there you go. It's Kali under the mask. It's official. Not. No. <laughs> no. Take it back, Ryan. No. <laughs> we need two thirds majority. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, the final question coming to us tonight from Jago saying, "Who in the who in wrestling history do you think has epitomized the role of heel and face? Uh, you know, best heel and best face. This may differ greatly depending on the era and what uh, each wrestler was doing at the time." I mean, like as a wrestler, being a, a face and uh, face and heel, to, like yeah, who personified? Like if if 
you watch some if you get someone who's never watched wrestling before and be like, okay, explain heel and face, and you have to use two people to do it. And be like, okay, this role and this role. Well, he mentions eras and how it may be different yeah. depending upon the era. I mean, I think that's an excellent point because I don't think that you can compare errors. I think they're that different because yeah. I mean, like, like gut, gut wise, you would you would think maybe you would have to go Bruno as the best babyface of all time. He main evented with the belt for like almost ten years mm-hmm. as a babyface, and like, who has that kind of staying power to where the the crowd won't turn on you? But that's also a different era when he wasn't on TV every week. He wasn't jammed down yeah. people's throats. So it's like different, and I, I may. You could also say the the popularity of Hogan. Yeah, yeah but even even yeah, I mean, even like the people turn on Hogan supposedly. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember it that way as a child, but I was a child, and I was a Hulkamaniac child. Mm-hmm. So the story goes is people turned on Hogan after a while, but yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think you can compare eras. I mean, like, I think, I, I think in this day and age, if there was someone who acted like a true blue baby face. And got a true blue babyface reaction. I would, I would almost say they're the greatest babyface of all time because I think it's hard as, as hard as it's ever been to be a true babyface and get a babyface reaction in this yeah. day and age. Same thing goes for Hill because a lot of people want to cheer the Hills, and I feel like, you know, your gut may say, "Oh, Ric Flair is the best heel of all time," but in this day and age, if a if a heel can act like a heel and get treated like a heel, that's as impressive as it's ever been, right? Yeah. So I don't think that you can cross errors and compare. Okay, well, let's just do, you know, take a photo of this, you know, this person at this particular time who personified this person as a heel because Well, of I mean, what that's what I said with, like, as far as Bruno and Flair. I mean, yeah. Like, as yeah. Far like, as I mean, you could say, you know, Vince McMahon, the, the head power over the corporation, you know, ultimate heel. Everyone hates their boss. You all want to see you know, them get their comeuppance. And for him to be that evil, you know, that personifies a heel, you know, screwing over the good guys to, to favor the, the bad guys, you know. Um, and then he did have his moments later on where he was favored by the crowd. But, you know, you could take that, you could take the Mr. McMahon character and say that was one of the better heels uh, in wrestling. As far as, if like, I think that if, if, Daniel Bryan could be booked as a babyface consistently mm-hmm. for a decade and get treated like a babyface for a decade. I would argue that, that he would be the best babyface of all time. Not just as a fanboy, but I'm just saying as in this day and age where it's as hard as it's ever been, if not harder, mm. to be treated that way for... I sort of hate... No, I don't hate that people ask these questions. I appreciate that, that someone would take the time to listen to our show and ask us a question and to even give a fuck what I would have to say about the question they're asking... That's sort of like people are like best all time type things, you know. It's so hard, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah. because you really can't cross it. You really can't cross compare errors. It's really it's really like culturally like culturally like it's so different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's like in any sport, man. You can't really say there's the greatest of all time. You know, I mean, yeah, it all comes down to one's yeah, place in time, yeah. place in time. Yeah, because yeah. some people might look at stats, or somebody might look at. I don't know. It's like LeBron's the best of all time. What about Kobe? What about Michael, Michael Jordan? Jordan? Yeah. You know, Mike if you Johnson. take all three of their, them in their prime, who would come out on exactly. top? Yeah, you know, you might have a definitive answer, but you know, there there was time differences yeah, between these guys. So four you, different eras, man. Yeah, in a way, yeah. So, you, I mean, you'll never know. So it's just uh, it's a tough call. They're just so tough. I mean, mm-hmm. tough to say. You can't just can't cross the eras. It's just 
so different. You can always yeah. debate. You just can't give a, a correct answer. Right. Like, yeah. There is no. There's the best no answer is that there is no answer. Everybody, even Zack Ryder, is the ultimate WWE yeah. superstar. The ultimate warrior. So, uh, so yeah, but thank you for the questions. We do appreciate it. Make sure you submit your questions on our Facebook page, WNS Podcast, our YouTube page, WNS Video. Check Hopefully us out. Hopefully it doesn't fuck up in the future, the YouTube page. Oh, is. yeah. Yeah, sorry about that for those who uh, who happened to comment this week. I don't. I don't really don't know what happened, but uh, it's been it it's resolved. been uh it's happened quite. It's been a, flaky. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is. Uh, if you here's what we're saying, we love that you're listening on YouTube. But if you want to comment and you have another means, maybe you want to look into the other means for a while yeah. until we figure the YouTube. Shoot us thing a tweet, um, message us on Facebook, Facebook or uh, even a, a comment on Stitcher because um, I, I noticed that we're on the rise on uh, Stitcher playlists. So for those of you who are listening through Stitcher, if you have a question for us, make sure to just leave it in the comments section. If you want to gamble, go ahead. We just, we don't yeah. know what's going on and until we figure it out, you know. Yeah. But check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com, WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. Make sure you subscribe to us on uh, on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast as well. And all those other ones Tyler normally uh, says. Stitcher, <laughs> uh, Player.fm, and uh, BeyondPod, I believe. Um, for As far as Twitter... The main site's at WNSaurus. But, you know, fuck them. They have enough followers. Follow <laughs> us Follow us at WNS Podcast. Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. Woo. Tyler's at Tyler underscore Aber. Yeah. Uh, Ryan's at King, King Scorp- Scorpio 11. Follow yeah. us. Because the main site's got, like, plenty plenty of followers. Yeah. They've got over 50,000. Follow these guys. Do we're, it. We're Do like, it now. We're, like, 248. So. Nah. You can follow them if you want, but especially follow us. Yes. So there you go. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to support our buddies from Top Rope Tuesday, Clutch City Productions, Asteroid Belt Company, Nightmare Pro Wrestling, all those cool guys who uh, who we've come in contact with over the course of this show. Really cool guys. Um, but thank you all for listening. And um, if you happen to be in the Houston area this weekend, go out and check uh, Booker T's Reality of Wrestling. They're going to be putting on the show this weekend. And they're also going to be uh, out at Comic Palooza as well. So. Well, I quit. Well, I guess I can't. I guess Saturday's the best night they're running. I just can't fucking get off in enough time to make it up there for their shows. I wish I wish I was out differently. You can show up a few minutes late. Not this Saturday. We're doing our food drive at work, dude, and I'm gonna get off to like six o'clock. Hey, that sucks. Yeah. There's, yeah, no, there's literally no way I can make it this week. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. But uh, Ryan, we appreciate you coming in, stepping in for Tyler this no week. No problem. Thank you, guys. Glad to be on the show. Thanks for picking up my slack. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. For the podcast crew, I am Daniel Aaron. I'm Doug. Ryan. Fuck Tyler Abear. And we will catch you all <laughs> next week. Peace.